I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. Um, and there's all sorts of reasons to be drinking this week. There's a whole a whole bunch of stuff we want to go over, a lot of fun stuff, something that I didn't mention to Todd, and we're going to just jump right into this, um, is uh, Blue Earl is closing. Um, I don't know if you remember them at all. I don't. It, it, sound, it sounds familiar. It's uh, it was one of the brewers. It's the Smyrna Brewery. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and I, I I forgot to mention that before in our in our pre show warm up. Um, so they're they're gone, and it looks like Fordham and Dominion are closing. So it's mm. been an interesting beer week. Um, and we'll get to all that in a second. I I always I if I think of something as the music's playing, I have to say it right after the music stops. Otherwise I'll forget it, even though otherwise it goes away forever. <laughs> right. Um, but all sorts of fun stuff this week, including I've got stuff coming out that I want to talk to you about. And that's where we're going to start. So each week we're sponsored by a small business that we like this week. That small business is me. Um, I have a, I have a subscription thing called uh, on my Substack, and and you can, pay to be on my Substack. If you do pay to be on my Substack, right now I'm publishing a book live and it is the history of Burley Oak. I figured I would wait until the owner of Burley Oak reached peak unlikability and that way I'd put it out and people would be just dying to read uh, uh. to read all about it. But uh, I do have a story that I'm going to use to kind of plug it uh -huh. um, in, in the coming weeks. Uh, first of all, I'm going back through, like, I feel it's a very nostalgic kind of thing. Like, um, sure. I, I said, like, I found a picture of, you know, the empty barn and, uh, -huh. uh you know, all, all sorts of, all sorts of that stuff. Uh, and that's been interesting to just, to just think about how much water has gone under the bridge. Uh, but I wanted to, so it's not bad. It's actually, it's a good book. It's uh, the, the, the book is fine. Um, it was edited by my friend Tina Dayton Ludwig, and and she did a good job. But I was giving her pages instead of giving her a book to, um, you know, to go over the whole. Not instead the whole of giving thing. her the whole thing, I was giving her like pieces at a time, pieces at a time. And I've, I'm through chapter four, so do, what I'm doing now is I'm going back through, and I'm just kind of. Shape, reshaping it the writing's actually pretty good for being 10 years old um i've gotten better as a writer but not that much better i've gotten yeah. i've you know you were good back then well believe it or not i've gotten less wordy <laughs> which which would shock anyone who edits my work today to to hear that yeah. i've gotten less wordy in the last decade but it's true um and so i'm going back and i'm kind of like trimming here and trimming there and I'm, I said, you know, and we've talked about it, I believe, on the podcast before. I'm just going to put this out as a book. So I compiled it to send it to a proofreader. And a proofreader mm -hmm. is different from an editor. They literally go. It's a very specific job. A proofreader right. doesn't care if it makes sense. 
a proofreader cares if it's spelled right and mm-hmm. if the grammar is right. Is the right. comma belong here? It's not a copy editor uh, who's like, this just does this look like a book? Um, yeah. And so I compiled it to send it along to her. And then I changed my mind because it was 450 pages long. <laughs> ah, Ulysses. Vice <laughs> <laughs> the journey. But, and I was really depressed about that for like two or three days. I'm like, well, I'm not going back through this fucking thing to cut. I'm, I'm sorry. So for context, the book that I put out, Dragged Into the Light, the the, the traditionally published book, mm-hmm. that was 279 pages. Yeah. So 450 is more than that. Yes. Twice as big as a book that's twice as interesting. So that would mean it's like four times less interesting or it would be eight times. I, I, I don't know how, how it works, whether it's exponential or not. Point is, not doing that. Uh, right. But going back through it, I realized like I have all sorts of like I have a chapter and this is like kind of blast from the past stuff. I have like a, a chapter about you remember Tom? He was the bartender there for a while. He ran big, the, big, big Tom, the uh, Tom Lord. No, uh, Tom did the uh, oh, maybe it was Tom Lord. He did the Assateague escape Oh yes, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Simon. Tom Simon, that's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like a chapter on Tom Simon. That's probably not going to make it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that I had just kept writing as I was reporting. Um, but if I if I end the book where Burley Oak opens, that'll probably be closer to 200 pages, which is which yeah. is which is fair. It was just. Uh, it just spun out of control so fast. I was disappointed. But if you are, uh, if you are, if you are interested, one of the one of the exciting parts that's coming up is the introduction of Little Brian, who I don't think we've thought about for a thousand and a half years. Yeah. Um, and Little Brian was just such a great character. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and that's pretty much everybody, uh, the first brewer, um, the guy that invented what would become. Burley's signature beer for I don't even know if they make it anymore, but it was Burley Oak's signature beer forever. A rude boy. Mm-hmm. Um he uh he was this he never wore a shirt and he wore, rare, rarely wore shoes. And he was just this kind of surf bum turned yeah. brewer. And he just, you know, he he was, mean, lit- was was he like considered a gypsy brewer? Like was that or is there that just wasn't like- as such a thing as a gypsy brewer when uh, oh, he yeah. was a gypsy brewer. Uh, in later years, the gypsy brewer would emerge, and a gypsy brewer is someone who goes to your brewery and brews their own beer. Right. Um, okay. So he was a gypsy, and he was a brewer, but he wasn't a gypsy brewer. He went to <laughs> someone else's place and lived there, yeah. and he literally was like living in an empty truck in the back of the property yeah. for a while. Yeah, um, I, I I feel like there's a story of him sleeping on you know, the bags of barley or, you know. Yeah. No, no, like, those are all not, true. Just, not like taking a nap, but like that was his bed. That's where he lived. <laughs> yes. He, he lived in the brewery and, you know, and God bless him. So those are the fun stories that are coming up. And I, uh, I did a little thing on uh, the weeping radish, which is in uh, oh, North yeah. Carolina, which is where he was from. So he learned to brew 
at he learned to brew in California, got a job of the week being radish in North Carolina. And you see, he was just going from place to place surfing and and brewing. And I, as far as I know, that's what he's doing today. It would be really interesting to, yeah, right. to find out where he is. Um, so that's coming up and that I'm going to be writing a story about that. I do have a good Bugs Bunny story coming out. Um, it's probably out by the time you're listening to this, even if I get this out as quickly as I hope. So you want to check that out. And that's free. The point of this whole commercial, such as it is a commercial, is the whole thing is free. Uh, it, a lot of times Substack's trying to encourage people to pay uh, because they get money. They, they, they make money if they get paid. Getting paid, I'm very happy. I have several uh, I have several people who have sponsored me just because they like sponsoring me. But it's not like um, I charge them or anything. So right. you, you're at, anyone's welcome to sponsor me, happy to have it. I'm genuinely grateful. But most of the stuff right there, I write for free for you just to kind of keep in touch with everybody as I work on my other books. Hopefully I'll have a big announcement about the books next week. Well, um, I feel like I, I feel like that sort of model is becoming more and more pervasive. I mean, not that it's the OnlyFans model, but it kind of I mean, in some sense is. Oh yeah. I know that um I know that our friend Joey, uh the musician, is does an Instagram subscription where you can uh, you can subscribe and you can, you can pay. And, you know, he's got a, a you know, a bunch of people who, um, you know, want to support him. And then he provides like additional, uh, or custom content for them. And it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing. It's, I have like a, uh, a, a utopian slash apocalyptic version of it or dystopian utopian slash dystopian. There's going to be a world where you either have to watch constant commercials or you have to pay the person that's making what you're watching. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that there's going to be a, a a huge place for anything other than that. Um, Amazon, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Amazon will be introducing commercials into its movies on prime. Mm. And if you want to have commercial free viewing, you're going to have to pay extra. Yeah. And that's just where it's going. I mean, it's where cable went, right? The the promise of cable was that there were going to be no commercials and that didn't even last until cable was nationwide. Yeah. And now if you, I mean, I pay, I don't pay. I I would never pay for television ever. Like I pay, I pay to watch the Mets disappoint me every year. That's the only $150 I spend on television. Yeah. Um, But my wife pays for, um, for HBO max. And there's still, it's like, you can't even watch, uh, you, you put on the movie that you choose. And first they're like, well, would you like to watch this commercial about another movie? I'm like, no, no, I pay. So I don't have to watch commercials. Like, one of one of my great disappointments is I'll never see the the Weird Al movie unless it's available for purchase, you know. Yeah. Because I'm not watching it with with commercials. I do not watch things with commercials, and um, that's that's the end of that story. So it, it yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I wonder the subscription model isn't sub- sustainable. And as much as I appreciate my subscribers, and as much as I encourage more people to subscribe, like. At some point, you've got to look and how much are you willing to pay 
Like right. even at my basic minimum, I think my basic minimum is $6 a month, um, which is kind of like, I guess the rule um, that you have to pay $6 a month. If you want to be in Substack. stack, uh, it seems like you're not pay- at $6 a month. You're not paying for the content you're paying to support me because it makes yeah. you feel good. And right. I hope it does. And I, and I hope I, and I hope I earn it and I try very hard to earn it, but I mean, how much, can you reasonably do right? I mean, yeah. if I put out a book a year and you bought that book every year, you would be spending $30 per year on me. Right. Right. right, right. To, to spend three times that I should put out at least three books. And so that's why I'm trying to write as much as I can to at least make it, make it worth the, and I don't mean like a volume thing, just like I, I should be entertaining you or informing you. And I've got to say the last couple, I don't know if you read my Garth Brooks thing. We talked about it last week. I No, I just saw it come the, up. But. The Garth Brooks thing was pretty good. The mayonnaise story, I think, is quite entertaining. And I think people are really going to like this Bugs Bunny thing that's that's out. So yeah. anyway, pop over to Substack. I'm sorry, TonyRusso.Substack.com for all of my writing and it's all free. Don't let them bully you into paying. But if you are, you know, head over heels by, by what you read and you want to, and you want to say, thank you for writing this and please keep writing more. um, Please do that. I do have a project coming out. I'm sorry. I have a project I'm getting ready to start with our friend, Jeff Smith. Um, That's going to be multimedia. It's going to be video and audio and writing. Um, and I'm going to do all of it. I, I'm going to interview Jeff for part of it. It's part of my postcard project. And uh, I'll talk more about that when it's closer to getting done, because I've only I've only just started it. But that should be out by the end of October. And that's the kind of thing that I think when people see it, they're like, OK, if he's going to keep doing this, it might be worth it. Um, On top of on top of my regular writing, because it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun kind of uh it's just it's just weird stuff i'm doing weird yeah. stuff you can't stop me you can pay me you cannot pay me but i'm just doing whatever i want now um, maybe and, maybe and i'll start fun. a sub stack and and uh solicit subscribers and do nothing <laughs> for them give them as little as possible well, and here's the part where i bust your chops you already have one oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's called day drinking on Del Marley. <laughs> so yes, I'm sorry. I guess we I guess we should say if you'd like if you love this show and you want to just thank us for how great we're doing, yeah, yeah. you can totally subscribe. You can pay us. I mean, there's a mechanism. Sub- subscribe. What do they call it? Isn't there uh like buy me a coffee? Isn't that a yes, yes. Uh, it's, a, it's, another it's, thing? It's like buy me a coffee. Um, we actually well, this I have is a, buy me a beer because it's uh, day drinking. Uh, I had a buy me a beer thing on my uh, on the beer with strangers website for a couple of months before I ended up just saying, you know what, you're tired of writing about beer, stop it. You know, it just yeah. there's, there's no joy in it anymore. Um, yeah. But maybe that's what I'll do to get my uh, my burly book sold when I when I eventually put it out. So that was the first half of the show, and it was also my commercial. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I, I saw a thing recently, and you know, just talking about the subscription thing a little bit more. Oh, we can we can Before, stay on it. We, there's nothing the, I'm dying to talk about. There's a couple of things I yeah, want to hit. I mean, you know, uh, 
10 years, 10 years we've been uh, doing this as a business and we've had, um, and we've, we've had a business Dropbox for, uh, you know, since 2013. So 10 years we've had a Dropbox and get, and we're, we're, we filled it up and now we can't get rid of old stuff that we don't use and don't need anymore. Uh, and that's geez. what I've been, that's what I've been fighting with uh, all afternoon. And, you know, and, the tough part is, is like that, that $6, right. You know, right. The Substack. The, and the way that is, or, you know, one way to think about it, I guess, is that it is it, like, it's never going to go down. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the fees are going to go up that go to the hosting company or, or whatever it is. And then it's going to be $8 and you're just going to get used to paying that, that $8 and $10 and $12. So like, this is, Dropbox and you know uh I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate that and to figure out what it is and it, and it is the little it's the little I hate to be too conspiracy theorist but it's like well this is this was a service to you know to back up and to and to be able to use between computers with the cloud and that you know the the talk of the cloud is so is is such a a good thing that makes your life easier but um but also like that they're hoarding that data and uh, yeah. Um, and what, what is to become of that data? You know, who knows? I, I talked to when I, I went out of town this weekend and I uh, caught up with a couple of friends, one of which works at CACI, um, C-A-C or C-A-C-I. Um, and it's like a government contractor and, you know, so it's a huge, it's a huge company. And, and he's in the marketing department and he is, um, you know, you know, a company of, you know, thousands of people. And they, they have actually, cause we were talking about my son Brody who wants to be a writer. Um, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, all these thousands of people. And there are a group of less than 10 people who are writers in the, uh, in the marketing department. And it's more like procurement, right? They have to, they have right. to write proposals that match whatever uh i don't know it's all stuff i don't really understand but i i asked him about like his thoughts on ai and um and he's like well we actually have built an internal ai and it just kind of it, it dawned on me because i'm thinking hey wouldn't it be great if we if good clean fun or day drinking on delmarva built an ai that was trained on everything you and I have said over the past 13 years. We, we you know? absolutely could. I mean, that's one of I the mean, things that I'm finding as I'm going through all my old stuff. I have, I have pretty much every show we've made. I, I have 98% of them, I think. Yeah. And, and, you know, so there's some convenience there, but then there's also, <laughs> you know, how could that be weaponized against us? You know, somebody could take the, Somebody could take the episode. What was the mis the like we misquoted something? You said something about Mexicans, and then we moved on to something else. And that was Greg Goldman was still, was on the show. Oh right! Like, so somebody could take that episode, merge it with a bunch of other offensive things that you've said. <laughs> uh, never anything that I've said, of course, but you know. Well, and also for context, now that now we're bringing it back, I said Ocean City hates Mexicans. I, I that yes. was, and I think that's just a statement of fact. I don't think that's, that that's not 
That's not. Uh, I don't yeah. hate Mexicans. I hate Ocean City, and one of the reasons is because they hate Mexicans. So I stand by that statement. <laughs> it's because they keep trying to block to block people from coming under the boardwalk, and yeah. notoriously, yeah. that's where the Mexican families go and spend the day because you don't yeah. need to bring everything you own to protect yourself from the sun if you get there early. Yeah, and you get a spot under the pier. You don't. You don't need a. You don't need to rent a a, a a an umbrella. You don't need to buy a lunch. You can bring your own lunch. You can have a free day at the free beach. And as much as they love touting that, I'm sorry, you can't say Ocean City and just expect me to let it go. <laughs> as much as they love touting their free beach, you try fucking using it, and not spending any money in town, and they're gonna have a problem with you. Yep. Especially if you're a brown person. So now that <laughs> that's how we don't even out. need the, <laughs> Yeah, we don't even need to go find it. Just don't need to go find it. There it is right there in, in 2023. I have all my tantrums queued up. I talked to my wife about this last night because I got mad about something. And I'm like, I just I have them just sitting there ready to what yeah. tantrum do you want today? You can call it up like a um pool off the shelf. Yeah. You can do the greatest uh, hits of your tantrum. <laughs> But I did use AI this week, and um, that was that it was it was a big part of my week. And I fed it ten years worth of data, um, people commenting what they thought about their jobs and where what they thought about the funeral industry, yeah. and it returned to me a five hundred word summary of ten years worth of opinions. Yeah, said some people think this, some people think that, most people say this, many people say that. And then because I couldn't help myself, I'm like, can you turn it into a dialogue between two friends who disagree <laughs> on where the funeral service is heading? And it did. And it was splendid. It was yeah. it was textbook bullshit. Like I could put this in a government pamphlet easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, or 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 in a school pamphlet. You know how you get the school pamphlet. It's like, hey, Jerry, I noticed that today you didn't do yeah. your homework. Well, Mary, like that kind of thing. It was just yeah. like that. It was it was absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'll throw it in the show notes in case anybody wants to see it. It's not proprietary or anything. It's just goofy. Um, but I also, because I was stuck and I wanted to see if it would work, I was rewriting a chapter in my in in my book about uh in my war memoir book hmm. um and the reason i was rewriting the chapter was because i wanted to change the voice in it um and i said to chat gpt i said you know what can you put this in second person in third person omniscient instead of first person and they're like yeah we can do that and it did it in seconds yeah, and that is where that's what that's where AI helps helps a guy like me, you know, because instead of going through and having to change all the use to he and all the hisses to theirs or whatever, yeah, it took seconds to do about uh, twenty five hundred words. Yeah, um, that's pretty, and that's yeah. yeah, and I'm really I'm and you I, just co copy and paste it into the prompt and yeah and i and I, I i typed please change this to third person and that then book. pasted yeah. 2500 words under it and it did yeah. and that is it's just so convenient 
You know, yeah. I, like I, I actually said it in my editorial in the in the uh, newspaper, the the funeral service insider this week. I, I I said I used. I'm not. I'm as afraid of AI as I am of spell check. Like yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah, it's just I mean, like if you want to pretend tool. to be a writer and tell it to write stuff for you, that's between you and your God. But for me, I'm not going to be unemployed because someone has to think up the ideas that go into AI. And that's one of right. the things that I do. And uh, and it's really useful for getting me out of jams that I get myself into. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to do that a, a bit more for some of my for some of my work as well. Well, you for for you, and this is a genuine. I mean, it's going to sound like a dig, and it's it's a little bit of a dig, but you know, like sometimes you get you get a little lost in your writing. Um, yeah. you can just write everything that you want, and you can put it in and say, "Clarify this." Yeah, and yeah. it will. You know, you can say, "Just clean this up." You know, clean up the language, make this friendlier, make this more businessy make this less respectful, make this more respectful, make this ironic, you know, and it, it'll just change the, it'll change the words and the tone, but not the meaning. You're like, here's the meaning and clean it. For yeah. me. And it, and it right. absolutely will do that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite excited by it. I mean, it's, it's expensive and it's destroying the planet, but yeah. you no, know, I recycled all through the 1980s and it didn't matter. So, I'm going to spend my. I want to. Everybody, everybody's bummed that they had the recycled, and now they're 50 years old and growing their hair out, and uh, know, oh yeah, just a, and just saying fuck it, long hair old men. And so yeah, this is the last part. You you brought it up, but you should really tell the story because Todd and I were talking beforehand. Uh, I'm growing my hair out, and Todd is growing his hair out. We did not plan this. Um, no. and you and. And I feel like I feel like we've talked about this before. You and I, I, I guess it's not outrageous. We both have occupations where it, you know, how kempt or unkempt doesn't matter a, no. a whole heck of a lot. But uh, you know, they they like I feel like the men who are turn of a certain age, and this is my thinking, and but other it's that kind of collective mindset is like if I have the hair, I might as well grow it. And then I yeah. keep running into old friends who are are doing the same are doing the same thing. Ran into another friend this weekend who has got you know a little a little flow out the back, as the kids say. Uh, and even the ones that are receding, um, you know, are still growing what they have. And I don't, you know, it, it's I think it's a great trend. <laughs> you know, I think it's our uh, you know current protest of societal norms uh you know well and that's, that's so i i i think of it more as a uh safe midlife crisis uh, and yes. that's what that's that's what i said I, i'm not getting a corvette i'm not going to have an affair yeah uh, the only thing i can do is grow my hair down to my chin because my mommy can't stop me anymore because i'm 53 years old <laughs> that sounds like a country song right there. <laughs> Probably. I'm not getting a Corvette. I'm not. I'm not having an affair. All I can do is grow my hair. Grow my hair. Um, but as we're discussing this, and it just came to me, so this is ill-conceived, and I apologize in advance if it's. But we're also in. We're also in a weird transition where it's even grosser 
to have an affair or to get a Corvette yeah, yeah. than it was a decade ago. Like yeah. in the in the fifties, it was expected, and you know, <laughs> yeah. And now it's it's just like, like I would rather. I mean, first of all, I don't have the disposition. I'm not a philanderer, and I. You've been in my car. You know no one would give me a car worth more than $25. And no one should, and I certainly wouldn't. Um, but but beyond that, it's not it's not in my personality. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be that cliche. Like, I'm cliche in a lot of ways. Right. But I don't want to be, like, I want to have, I want to have an interesting midlife crisis, if I may. And what's... What's concerning to me is if I if I if the next time I go out in public, everybody that's fifty years old or older has long hair, I'm gonna have to cut my hair. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and that's not fair because I've been doing this. My hair grows slowly, so I've been doing this for yeah. a very long time, and it would be unfair to find out that this was an actual trend. <laughs> like, oh, look at that! That this yeah, is like little... this is how Gen X does their midlife crisis. They grow their hair long and start a podcast. Yep. Did it? Well, did, I did, I. Did. I, I I saw it. Uh, I saw it too, and maybe this is will be a trope, but um, you know, people my kids my <laughs> guys my age are getting you know old punk tattoos, and I'm literally going today to see Nelly, and I'm getting a Minor Threat tattoo, and it's basically you know black flag the black flag or Misfits logo is basically the live laugh love of the Gen X <laughs> generation, you know. <laughs> that's fantastic i mean like i'm still i'm still wearing a, a skater t-shirt and uh you know just hold, holding on to that that 17 year old kid inside yeah and, you know, and there's there's not there's nothing wrong with it as long as you don't you know break your knees skateboarding i guess yeah uh, that's true i have a note here that says orange county but i think that's from a different story <laughs> are we supposed to talk about orange county i don't know I can't. I, I can't remember. I think we brought it up at the end of last show, and we were going to talk about it a little today. But Ocean's Calling is this coming weekend. Oh, Ocean's Calling. Maybe that's what we, it says. We will. We will be there. Orange County. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely what it is. But uh, I think. Uh, I think that will. That's what we'll do. Is for next week. We'll. Uh, I'll have a full report of the first uh, concert of this type in Ocean City. We're going all three days. We're going to park oh, the so van cool. at the park and ride and leave it there to have a, a, a place close to downtown to just like, you know, stop into, I guess. Take a break. You can have you can have food there. You can be like, you don't want to be stuck with the Mexicans under the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have, you have to have general admission to be uh, to be under <laughs> the boardwalk. So, well, this is this is the interesting thing. I, I, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes as well, because I almost. I almost cut and pasted it and I'm like, just stop with the ocean city stuff. But now, <laughs> but it, it, it's like answering questions about oceans calling. And mm -hmm. one of, uh, it was like, is the boardwalk closed? It was like a paragraph and a half that could have said, yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. is a complete sentence. Yes. South of division street. But it, yeah. it was like it was like it was really like twelve lines long, and that's what it funny. said was yes, south of Division Street, south <laughs> of North Division Street, as if that's all not right. complex enough. Okay, we are out of time. I am sorry I dragged us along, that's uh, all right. but I got nothing else anyway. How about you? Uh, I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time, remember at the beach. 
It's happy hour whenever you say it is.